Hi everyone, good morning. Today's date is May 20, 2023. It's exactly 10.34 a.m. It's a beautiful Saturday. The weather is nice. The sun is not out. It's a little cloudy, but it's going to be out later on. But nevertheless, it's such a beautiful day. And I'm just so happy to be here with you all. I love when I wake up early on a Saturday. It's a weekend. I feel so productive. I'm getting things done. You know, um, like yesterday night, for example, as I was going to bed, I set a plan and a schedule and structure of how I wanted today to go. And so I wanted to do a few errands, laundry, which I'm currently simultaneously doing. doing. <laughs> well, it's, in a, it's in a wash. I'm not like doing it um, as we speak, but it's my washer. So nevertheless i love saturdays i love waking up early i love being productive i love feeling disciplined i love having a routine and a structure and a schedule it really does make me feel good about myself and just how i start the day so that's how my day is going i hope you all are having a beautiful lovely saturday i hope your week has been going well and it went just as fast as mine did going fast can be good and bad right i think it's good sometimes when you get through the work week and you can have a weekend where you can relax and just do all the things that you want to do and in my case that's exactly how my week went um but nevertheless i hope you all have been doing good oh my gosh guess what i did yesterday i actually got a pet fish the most exciting thing ever <laughs> so i got this beautiful majestic fish uh so beautiful so pretty and every time i look at it i'm reminded of god's creation i'm reminded of how flawless our father is how much of an artist he is how much of a master craftsman that our father is right he formed us and yet he formed something so beautiful in us and then he made something as pretty as a fish with so many fins and colors and the way it moves us ah, so so beautiful i'm clearly in love as you guys can tell <laughs> but I'm so excited to have a pet fish like whoa it's my my pet oh my gosh because I don't have a pet so now I have a pet so I just feel like a new person like moving into a new place having a new pet like who am I <laughs> but I'm so happy nevertheless uh, I can't even wait to name it like I haven't thought of a name yet I feel like I have a name that I thought of when I first saw um him but I don't know yet. I don't know. I want to have a name that I feel like fits for my fish. It's a male fish because supposedly um, it's a beta male fish, right? The male fish are the prettiest compared to the fit female fish because they have like, you know, longer fins and um, yeah, they're, they're more, they're more, um, what is the word? I don't know. They're, they're more like pretty looking. I don't know what words to fill in, but the way that they look, the structure, the creation of it, the fins are longer, it flows different, but nevertheless, my fish is so pretty and I can't wait to give him a name. So that was my exciting news. I hope something exciting and fun happened for you all this week. <laughs> and if not, then hopefully you have something fun and exciting happen this weekend. But nevertheless, um, so today, like I said, I woke up, I actually got up at 8 a.m., right? Um, it was like 8 something, got up at 8. First thing I did was just get in the mood of prayers. This is not what I'm going to talk about, but it is something I do want to share with you all, right? How you start your day matters. It's so important to start your day on the right foot. And the right foot, the right note is always with the Lord. And when you wake up, that should be the first thing in your mouth, right? Like David said, I'll give the Lord praises. His words will always be on my 
mouth, right? And just even how it talks about in Joshua, meditating on the word of God day and night so that way you can do everything that the Lord tells you to do. And then you'll make your way prosperous and cause you to have good success. I think that's in Joshua chapter 8. I think, don't quote me, I feel like it should be. Um, but the one that says this book of the law should not depart from your lips, but you shall meditate on a day and night. So you may be careful to do it according to all that it says. So you may make your way prosperous and cause you to have good success. I think it is Joshua chapter eight. The, now that I'm reciting the scripture, but nevertheless, it's so important that you wake up, spend time with God and just allow God to guide you throughout the day. Allow God's peace and presence to fill you in your day. Excuse me. I don't know what's going on with my voice, but <clears throat> In case it sounds um, scratchy, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's my morning voice, or I was coughing before I started recording. So maybe that's what I was like coughing up a storm. I don't know, but that's why my voice sounds a little different. So like, ignore that, please. Um, but anyway, so yeah, just you know, I woke up and I had the song that was in my head was "Promises" by Maverick City, where it's like, "Great is your faithfulness to me." Then it's like, "I'll still bless you." Um, that's how the song goes. I'm not going to sing for y'all. Y'all know if you shy to sing. Like, I can really sing, but, like, I'm honestly, like, shy <laughs> to sing. So, not going to do it. But I hope you guys understand if you have heard that song. If not, then definitely check it out. Let me get the actual name. I think it is it's Promises. But, yeah, Promises by Maverick City featuring Naomi. Yeah, featuring Naomi Rain. So it's such a beautiful song. Just check it out. But I love when I wake up in the morning and God drops a song, drops a verse, drops something in my heart to let me be reminded of him. And when that happens, that's God prompting us. Wake up and spend time with me. Acknowledge the Lord. He's our father. He's the one that woke us up today. And so when I woke up, that song was the first thing that was in my head. And of course, I was singing it. And before I even played the song, I wanted to praise the Lord first, right? I was like, God, thank you for waking me up. Thank you for this beautiful day. Thank you for giving me a new life, right? Every single day we have on earth is a new life because life is not promised. Life is not something that each person in this world today got to experience. And if you're here listening to this right now, you got to experience a new day. So did you thank the Lord for that? Because that wasn't something that he was obligated to do. He was not. And yet he still did it out of his love for us, out of the purpose that he's instilled in us to be here on earth at this very present moment. And so let's not forget that. Let's not get um, uh, cocky or um, entitled. That's the, the best word. Let's not get entitled thinking like, oh, okay, well, I woke up and I deserve to be here. No, we don't deserve to do, to have anything, but the Lord gives it to us freely. We didn't work for it. We didn't pay it. We can't afford it, right? Do you know how costly life is? What? Uh, anyways, that's, I'm not even going to go into that. But anyway, so just to, to remind you all, I hope when you do wake up, the Lord is the first thing on your lips, right? Whether you're busy going to work, you're busy taking care of your kids, your family, whatever. Don't let a second go by without at least praising God. You don't have to sit here and do a full quiet time, but let God know that. Thank you, Lord, for waking me. It can be something as simple as that, but let us not forget to do that. Let us not forget to thank our maker. Let us not forget to acknowledge him and say, hi, God, good morning. I hope you're doing well, whatever, you know, because at the end of the day, we have a relationship with him and we want to treat him as such. You know, if you're married and you have a spouse and you're living with them, it's going to be rude if you wake up next to them and you don't acknowledge 
acknowledge your presence and you just go about your day. And if you all are married and you're doing that, that's that, that's not right, right? You're causing division. You're causing friction. You're causing a taint in that relationship. And so if you have like, you know, when you have your family too, you wake up, you go greet your mom, your dad, your kids, whoever is in your life, you greet them, you say, good morning, how are you doing? You know, acknowledge people in your life. And that's the same for God because we are in a relationship with him. We have an intimacy with the Holy Spirit. And so we need to let God know that we're grateful for him. We see him, we know he's present and we want to say thank, thank you to him. And so that was just a side note because that was something that I did today and for some reason, God made it more evident that this is what you're supposed to do each and every single day. And I think I, I mean, I know I do it for the most part. I, I know I do it, but it was just so interesting that today I was reminded that this is how you should wake up and start your day by acknowledging me. That can look like a second, right? It doesn't have to be, like I said, a quiet time that you're, you're um, if you're busy or whatever you have going on where you take 30, 40 minutes out of your day. No, it can be something so simple as the first thing you do when you wake up is think God so simple right and I'm sure all of us can do it and it'll make a difference in just how you feel about God and how God feels about you here I mean his love for us can never change it's literally already so full right and so it never decrease but I think when we do that it makes God happy. We grow closer to him and he's like, oh, wow, they actually appreciate that. They actually know that I'm here with them, you know? So just get in the habit of doing that if you're already not. I'm sure most of you all are, but if you're not, get in the habit and just try it for a week, right? Try it for a year. Try it for your whole life, right? Make it a make it a, a lifestyle. Make it a, a routine um, and just see how much you'll get close to God in such a like amazing way. Um, but anyways... Let's go into the message, y'all, because y'all know I, I can sit here and just talk about one point forever because there's so much to say. Um, but no, I am just so happy to be here with you guys again. So thankful. But let's go ahead and pray so we can get started with the message of the day. Okay, Heavenly Father, um, thank you so much for such an awesome day, Lord. I'm just so happy to be here. I'm really in just good spirits, God, and I'm just sure it's because of you and just how you woke me up today and just how much you showed me you love and care for me each and every single day, God. You're just so amazing, so awesome, God, and so sweet, kind, caring, loving, present, Lord God. I can't thank you enough. Lord, thank you for all that you do for us, Lord God, for your blessings, your promises. Great is your faithfulness, Father God, because we serve a faithful, mighty, living, everlasting, eternal God. Thank you, Father God, for being the creator of the universe, the creator of our lives, for waking us up today, God, for blessing us with food, shelter, and all that we take for granted day after day. Lord, we're thankful. We're grateful, Father God. We invite you here, Holy Spirit. We ask you to have your way, have your being, God, and move into this place. Fill this room, God, with your atmosphere. Fill this message with your presence, Father God. I pray for the ears that are listening, God, the hearts and souls of the children that you are uh, preordained predestined and predained to be here, God. I pray that may you bless and fill them, God, wherever they are. Meet them in their need. Meet them in their situation, Father God. Be that peace that transcends all understanding, God. Be that comfort, Lord God, that covers them, God, with warmth and shelter and joy and happiness, Father God. Let them feel your everlasting presence and know that you are with them despite what their situations look like, despite what their challenges are, God. That you comfort them, Lord God. That you never leave us nor forsake us, Father God. And that there's nothing 
nothing we can do to separate from your love, Father God, because you love us so much. You died for us. You sent your son, Father God, to be a sin offering for us sinners. Yet while we were still sinners, Father God, you came and you died. Lord, we're, oh, wow, we can't even just even thank you for that, God. It's, it's too much of a, of a blessing that you've given us, Lord. You are just an abundant God. You're filled with abundance. And we thank you, Father God, for all that you do and so much more, Lord. We're so grateful. I'm grateful. I'm thankful, Lord. I love you deeply, Lord God. And I'm sure your children love you just as deep, Lord God. And we honor you today, God. We say thank you today. We welcome you today, God. We acknowledge you today, God. We say have your way, have your will in our lives, Jesus Christ. Help us to surrender, Lord. It's hard, but help us, Father God, to surrender and to give you all of us, Lord God, because all of us is all of you, because we are yours. We are yours, God. Our lives are not our own. We were bought at a price, Father God. We are not our own. We were bought at a price. So God, thank you, Lord, for buying us. Thank you, God, for loving us. Thank you, God, for creating us, for owning us, Father God. And therefore, since our lives are yours, God, do with it as you please. Lead our steps, order our steps, God, guide our ways, and let them be in conformity with yours. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Okay, so we will read today from Matthew chapter 18, from verses 21 all the way to 35 so it's a story it was a parable and yeah the parable so today's topic is going to be about forgiveness and forgiveness right that's a a topic that i feel like (laughs) makes me uncomfortable i'm not gonna lie to you (laughs) it makes me uncomfortable not that i have not not because i have a hard time forgiving but because it's something that people don't want to hear people don't want to talk about right And like I said, I woke up this morning, I did my quiet time prior to recording right now. And when I woke up, right, and because God had impressed on my heart that this is how you should wake up and praise me and acknowledge me. In my head, I was thinking that this is what God wanted me to record on. I still shared it earlier because it's, It was just so impactful and meaningful for me. Just like, wow, okay, God, thank you for just reminding me that this is how you want to be treated. It was something that um, I thought because of how I felt and what the Lord said to me was what I needed to share with you guys. And honestly, I was like, oh, bet, of course, that's easy. Like, I can do that, right? (laughs) And so I did my quiet time. I'm studying uh, Jeremiah right now. I've been studying Jeremiah for like two months. (laughs) It's such a, a deep book and it's so funny and just intense and you see the different side of God which is like whoa anyway so I was studying Jeremiah and after that I was like okay let me do my you know prayer time to wrap up what I studied and just thank God for the message and then I came to my room since I'm doing laundry and like I didn't want the background noise and so I was like okay God let me pray in before I even start to record and I was like okay what should I talk about today right what is the message that I should speak on mind you I already had my mind made up that I wanted to talk about um, how to praise God and worship him, you know, and start our day off with him. That was a comfortable, easy message for me. And again, I keep saying me and the emphasis as him, this is not about me. This is about God. But sometimes I can have my own ideas, my own agenda, agenda, my own plans. And the Lord will come and shift it as he does in each and every one of our lives, right? We might have um, plans. I kind of like I spoke in and other messages, I'm sure, where it's like the way you plan out your life to be is definitely not how your life is currently going. But 
the way your life is now, you're thankful because that's how God led you to this point, you know? And like, for me, I, I know I've shared this with you all before, where like at a younger age, I wanted to have, um, like when I, I think I was like 18 at that time, I was like, yeah, I want to have kids by, I want to be married by 22 and have my first kid at 23. And now that I'm a little bit more mature, I'm like, uh, I don't know what I was thinking because I love kids so much. Don't get me wrong, but I wouldn't have been ready for that at the right at that moment, right? And so God needed to build me up to have me prepare so that when the right time comes, I'm ready to be a parent. And I don't feel like it was too soon. And interestingly enough, again, this is a side note, but as I was also studying today, I was also reading Proverbs uh, 20 and it talked about an inheritance received too soon is not good. And I remind, I'm reminded of the prodigal son and so many different things because sometimes the things that we want, if we get it too prematurely, they can end up ruining, ruining, yeah, they can end up ruining us. And so it's really important that we wait on the Lord, we wait on His timing, right? And so we don't try to do things according to our will and our plans. So that being said, I already made up my plan of how I wanted today's recording to go. I already had the message that I thought I was going to preach, and so I was like, you know, whatever. Let me still ignore, acknowledge God, right? Although in my I had already made up my mind. I'm like, let me just still acknowledge uh, God and ask him, what should I talk about? And so I was like, all right, God, what should I talk about today? What should I share with those that would uh, be listening to this? And I heard him say, talk about forgiveness. And I was like, my heart, honestly, like as soon as I heard that, like I did not like it. I was like, forgiveness? Like, uh, are you sure? Like, why? <laughs> I was like, God, I, I didn't say why, but like I did was like, forgiveness? Are you sure? Like forgiveness? Um, <laughs> and so, <laughs> I love because me and God, we just, we just be going back and forth. It's so funny. But anyways, yeah. So that was a topic that like, I had to kind of like, wait, forgiveness? Really? Um, double take one because I'm like, wait, do, am I having a hard time with unforgiveness? Did I not forgive somebody? And usually like these messages that I talk about, right? A lot of the things that I share are things that I also need to hear. Like, it's not just God using me to share things, but it's also using me to learn so that way I can grow and mature better in the woman that I'm called to be. And so because of that, I had to kind of like first say, wait, am I harboring unforgiveness? Have I not forgiven anybody? And I don't think so. And I couldn't think of anything. So I was like, okay, you know what? This is not about me today. Then that just means that someone else needs to hear this. And I don't know who this message is for, but if it is for you, then I guess receive it, right? <laughs> but that being said, right, forgiveness is something that most people don't want to hear. And it's to me, it's not the easiest topic to talk about because forgiveness can be such a hard thing, right? Each person has different feelings and different ways of coping with those feelings and handling those emotions that come. And so one person's forgiveness might look different depending on who that person is, meaning one person might take an offense deeper than another person would. And so it's hard to tell somebody, oh, just let it go forgive because you don't know how people are hurting, right? You can't tell people that oh, you're overreacting because each person has different ways of receiving stuff. And like for me, I'm a very emotional person. I have, I mean, a little too sensitive at times. And because of that, I can easily get offended. And so someone hearing this might not be as sensitive as me and they might not get as offended to things that for me would offend me that wouldn't really um, be as impactful to somebody else. 
And because of that, it's really important that we all learn to empathize with others and to understand why some might take longer in a different journey um, with forgiveness than we would, right? And so that being said, this is a topic that can really vary and it's not really easy to talk about with different people because each person has a different way of handling things and reacting and responding. And so this was just interesting that God wanted me to speak about this and I'm sure that this is for somebody who needs to hear this. And so um, we're going to read from Matthew chapter 18 NIV version 21 to 35 and this is a parable that reads, then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? <laughs> Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. And then some translations say, or 70 times seven. Therefore, reading from 23, therefore the king of heaven, therefore the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with the servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all he had be sold to repay the debt. At this, a servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him canceled the debt and let him go. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him. <laughs> Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, be patient with me and I will pay it back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay back the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I canceled all your debts for you because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. Amen. <laughs> this story is hilarious in many different ways, right? And it talks about forgiveness. At first, we see Peter who innocently comes to Jesus to ask him a simple question. Maybe Peter came to Jesus because he just had an offense happen. And he was like, oh, no, I'm not forgiving this person. But being a disciple of Christ, let me go see what Jesus said. He'll probably say seven times, right? I'm sure Peter just came out from a situation because we already kind of know Peter's character in the Bible. Peter was wild. You know, he was he was a little wild a little bit. <laughs> and so I can see Peter being so like, you know, um, I don't know, loud <laughs> and wild and just getting in arguments with people and just being bold and not taking any, you know, anything from people. <laughs> but so Peter here walks to Jesus. He's like, okay, Jesus, how many times do I got to forgive my brother? Because I don't know. I can't keep forgiving this person. <laughs> He's like seven times, right? <laughs> and then Jesus is like, no, Peter, of course not. You have to forgive them 70 times, 70 times in a day. 
And so Peter was like, dang, that's a lot of times, God. So basically, right, although Jesus said a number, that just means infinitively. We need to always forgive people despite how many times they hurt us, right? I understand forgiveness does not mean forget, right? And I don't think Jesus wants us to forget either because it's important that we also learn that, okay, if somebody keeps hurting you, if someone keeps offending you, that's maybe somebody that you don't need to keep being around. And if this is someone like your spouse or your family, I mean, definitely don't leave your spouse for sure not, you know? Um, I'm not one to say that. I'm not, I'm, I'm not even going to get into that. But if it's somebody that's like a family and close to you and someone you cannot avoid, then you find a way to make peace with them. And if you cannot, you find a way to make peace with yourself and with the situation. Meaning, if somebody keeps saying something, then learn to guard your heart, right? Learn to not get offended. Learn to kind of keep your distance and still love that person. And so I know that can be really hard, especially when you're in the situation. Um, but this is what Jesus is saying. We are called to forgive an infinite number of times. It's not seven times. It's not 70 times. It's not any specific number, but it's infinitively. No matter how much someone offends us or causes us a grief, we have to keep on forgiving. It's very hard. I understand, especially when that person did you really wrong and you trusted them and it betrayed you. I understand. It can be really hard, but as Christians, right, as disciples of Christ, we're supposed to look and be disciplined as him. We're called to do this. And so if you if you have a hard time, ask God, he'll strengthen us, right? And our human, the, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And so that's why we have the Holy Spirit to do all the things that are hard in our fleshy manner. Because the flesh is something that is constantly battling what the Lord desires for us to do and how he calls us to live. And so we need God to transform our minds, to renew us, to shape us, to change us, right? So that way we can be called to do the things that are challenging and hard and uncomfortable for yet at that. And so this is why Peter asked him, how many times, Lord, should I forgive my brother who sins against me? And Jesus said, Peter, a number of times, infinitively, is when you should forgive them and how you should forgive them. And so going on to, to uh, 23, it talks about now this uh, story of the servant who um, owed the king, right? He owed the king, it said, um, 10,000 bags of gold. And so he wasn't able to repay the king. And so the king was saying, since you cannot pay me, I'm going to sell you, your wife, your children, and everything that you have in order to get my debt repaid. And so this guy, the servant, begged the king. He was like, please, I don't have anything. I don't have any money. I don't have this, but please don't sell me. Please don't sell my wife and kids. You know, please help me. And so the servant um, begged the master so much, so much so that the master took pity on him and canceled his debt and let him go. That is verse 27. And so this ma- this the servant is probably feeling good. He's like, oh yeah, I just love court. I just want to battle. Like, I don't know. I'm sure he was feeling good, right? <laughs> and so the servant goes out really happy that he's no longer going to go to jail. His debt has been canceled for 10,000 bags of gold. That could have been a lot of money. And yet what is so funny is that he sees a guy who owed him less than what he owed the, the, the master. The servant who got freed from the master sees another servant who owed him less than what he was indebted to his master originally for. The servant first owed his master 10,000 bags of gold, which could have been a lot of money. But yet he saw another fellow friend of his who owed him only 
a hundred silver coins, which was literally nothing compared to the thousands of bags of gold he owed, he, he owed this master. So all that just shows is that this master canceled a huge debt. He canceled such a big, big debt of this guy that this guy had nothing to owe anymore, nothing to pay the master because a huge debt had been canceled. But yet he had loaned, the servant had loaned only a hundred silver coins. And yet he insisted that the servant pay him back, right? It says in verse uh, 28 that he demanded, pay me back what you owe. And because the, the other guy begged him and wasn't able to pay him back, the servant was really, you know, mean. He just seems mean and insensitive. Um, and so he told, he was like, okay, well, since you can't pay me, I'm going to put you in jail. And that's what he ended up doing. But lo and behold, right, other people saw that he was treating this guy really bad after he just got forgiven such a huge debt. And so what they did was that they went and snitched on him, right? They went to the master and was like, guess what that guy just did, right? That you you gave, you forgave his debt. They went and told the master and the master, of course, was so angry. He was like, why is it that I just forgave such a huge debt from you? But yet you turned around and did not forgive a little debt from someone else right and because of that the master was angry and he threw him in jail and so funny but interesting and sad story right interesting because God forgave our huge debt right he gave his son he gave himself to die for us that was such a debt that we could never pay he gave us eternal life with him he gave us salvation he restored us. He cleansed us. He cleansed our crimson sins and made it white as snow. He paid the biggest debt ever, but yet something so small that offends us from people we cannot forgive. And this is exactly what we look like, right? And when we read the story, we don't like the servant who didn't forgive the other person because he was mean. He seemed insensitive, but that's how we can be sometimes, right? Because we always forget the debt that God paid for us. It's such a debt that we can never work to repay. And I think this master understood, right? This master understood it in, in verse um, 27 and 26 that this guy could not pay this debt back. It was so huge. It was $10,000, sorry, 10,000 bags of gold. That must have been a lot of money. And the master, I'm sure he was already rich and wealthy. And he just saw this poor servant that had barely anything. And he took pity on him. He's like, you know what? This is too much of a debt for you. It's too big for you to even pay me back. I'm just going to cancel the whole thing. I'm not going to put you on a payment plan. I'm not going to reduce the interest. I'm not going to do anything but cancel the whole debt and let you go freely. And so the master represents God. That's what God did for us. He saw that we were such sinners. We were so weak in our humanity that there was nothing we could have done to give us eternal life, to give us salvation. We had a huge debt on our back that we cannot even pay. And so the Lord Jesus Christ, because he's He's abundant and he has every resource in the world because he owns the world, he said, you know what? I'll cancel your debt. I'll send Jesus Christ to die on the cross for you, to wash away your sins and to be that sin offering for you all. So that way you don't have to keep giving sacrifices as they did back in the, in the Old Testament. They always had to give burnt sacrifices in order to cleanse your sins. And those burnt sacrifices would only be temporary because they would come back and sin again. And they would need to kill another sheep, another lamb. And they would keep sitting over and over and over and over. And they were constantly in a state of sin, cleanse, sin, cleanse, back and forth, back and forth. And so Jesus wanted to do something that would permanently erase our sin. And he did that by sinning himself. 
by using his himself as a perfect offering to die for us. And so this is exactly what the Lord did for us. But yet, when someone calls us a name, we can't forget them. When someone abuses us, we can't forget them. When someone lies against us, we can't forget them. I'm not minimizing these, these things because like I said earlier, right? Forgiveness is a, is a hard topic because each person handles it differently. If somebody lies against you, one person might shake it off their shoulder, but another person might take that and remember it. If somebody calls you a name, one person might drop it off and shake it off their shoulders, but that that, that name will haunt a person for life. That name will, will torture somebody for life. And so it's a hard thing to tell somebody to forgive somebody that deeply hurt you. I understand. But we have been forgiven a huge debt that what more should we forgive other people, right? And I love the last part, verse 35. This is how your heavenly father will treat you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. There's one thing to say you forgive somebody, but then there's one thing to actually really forgive somebody. Right? You can talk lip service and say, oh, I forgive you, but in your heart, you harbor resentment. You harbor a grudge. And so you know when you, you haven't forgiven somebody in your heart, your heart speaks against us, right? The heart can be so deceitful, but it also speaks against us in the sense where if you haven't uh, forgiven somebody, right? Let's say that somebody brings them up in a conversation. Oh, your heart starts beating and, and palpitating and all these things. <laughs> and even like when you, you see them, right? You're reminded of the trauma and your heart starts like getting hardened per se <laughs> and it's like it's hard for you to be genuine you, you guys know how unforgiveness feels right because I've been there I've I've had moments when I, I did not forgive people where people really offended me and hurt me and I just did not want to let it go because I wanted to live it felt good to live in that offense right it felt good to, to to know that okay this person offended me I'm entitled to be angry I'm entitled to do whatever and so that was wrong that I felt I mean it wasn't wrong that I felt that way because I'm a human and I have feelings but it was wrong that I, I had that thought to not actually forgive, right? And so it's really important that we just don't forgive somebody by saying, I forgive you, but we genuinely do it from our heart because no matter who doesn't see our heart, guess who does? The Lord. God sees our hearts, right? A human might never see our heart, but God sees our hearts. He sees what's inside of our hearts. And I love that prayer that David prayed where it's like, God, test me, God. Know my anxious thoughts. Search my heart, Lord God. Because sometimes we can have things that are so deep and hidden in our hearts that we don't even realize it until we're faced with that situation. Right? You might not realize you haven't forgiven somebody until you see that person. And all these emotions and feelings, they come up and you're like, dang, I'm still holding on to bitterness. I'm still resentful towards them. And all these things spring forward. And so it's really important that we always pray that we forgive and that God searches our hearts and lets us know the things that we're holding on to so that way we can be cleansed and that we can be forgiven, right? We don't want to be like this servant who was thrown into jail and who was basically tortured and not forgiven because he was not able to forgive someone else. And what's so interesting about the story is that God already, or the master, sorry, already forgave the servant. He already canceled his debt. But once the servant was unable to forgive somebody else, guess what happened to him? Not only was he thrown in jail, but he had to pay back his debt. His debt was re-given to him after it was first canceled. So what that tells me is that if we do not forgive others as God has already forgiven us, then God will not forgive us, right? The things that we do will now be in 
will be indebted to actually pay those things off. And I don't know about you guys, but I can't pay my debt. I cannot pay my forgive my my sins. I don't want the debt that is so it's so heavy and so taxing that I cannot afford to pay it. I cannot give myself salvation. I cannot give myself eternal life. I cannot cleanse myself from sin. Only God can. And when I don't forgive somebody else, the Lord puts that debt back on me, and I have to now be the one working. And y'all, I don't like. Mm-mm. I'm not about to be out here stressing myself. I'm not. No, like I'm really not. And so it's really important that we get in the habit of learning to forgive and and not to forget, but to forgive, genuinely do it from our heart. And it's hard. I understand, which is why we have the Holy Spirit to help us, right, to do these things. And so I want to highlight another verse from Ephesians chapter 4, verses 32. And I'm going to read from the TPT version. It says, but instead... Be kind and affectionate towards one another. Has God graciously forgiven you? Then graciously forgive one another in the depths of Christ's love. Amen. If God has graciously forgiven us, we should also graciously forgive others because we have been forgiven. And so again, I'm going to read uh, Matthew chapter 6, TPT version, verse 14. It says, and when you pray, make sure you forgive the faults of others so that your father in heaven will also forgive you. And I want to read the same thing, but I'm going to read from Matthew chapter. uh, Oh, I'm sorry. So verse, let me read 15. But if you withhold. So let me read that back. All right. So this is Matthew chapter 6, TPT 14 to 15. And when you pray, make sure you forgive the faults of others so that your Father in heaven will also forgive you. But if you withhold forgiveness from others, your Father withholds forgiveness from you. And I don't like that last part, right? It says, if we do not forgive others, God will not forgive us. And we do not want to be in the side of God's unforgiveness. And like I said earlier, I've been reading the book of Jeremiah. And we see the God of wrath. We see the God of vengeance. And that God is scary, God is so scary. Oh my God. Like we, we always think about the loving, kind parts of him. And that's who God is. But he's also God of vengeance. He's also God of revenge who fights on the behalf of his children. You know, the scripture was like, it's like, um, it's the Lord to repay. You know, leave the vengeance of God because he'll repay. And when God repays, mm-mm, it's scary. And we don't want to be on that side of God's wrath, right? I'd rather be in the loving side of God. And so in order to do that, we need to forgive others because when we don't, God withholds his forgiveness from us. And so let me read the same thing, but I'm going to read NIV version. Again, Matthew 16, 14 to 15, NIV. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your father will not forgive your sins. And so same thing, right? It's really important that we learn to forgive others. We learn to genuinely do so and not to hold others accountable i mean hold them accountable right for the bad behaviors of course but not to hold others um not to hold others to the sins that they committed against us and hold that grudge hold that feeling hold that animosity hold that anxiety but we genuinely forgive from our hearts because the lord sees in our sees our hearts and he knows the unforgiveness that we still labor and hold on to I'm sorry, harbor and hold on to. And just even even in Matthew chapter 6, the Lord's Prayer, where um, the disciples came to, to Jesus and they were like, Lord, teach us how to pray. And Jesus talked about the, you know, the uh, 
father the lord's prayers where our father were uh, in heaven this is in matthew 6 verses 9 to uh, 13 this is then how you should pray niv version our father in heaven hallowed be your name your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven Give us today our daily breath and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Amen. And I want to specifically highlight 11 and 12. I'm sorry, verse 12. And forgive our debts as we also forgive our debtors. So what that means is that, Lord, forgive me, forgive me for my sins, but also help me to forgive others for their sins against me. And so that is how Jesus was telling his disciples that they should pray. And so what that tells me is that forgiveness is so important to Jesus that he even thought that in a prayer. If it wasn't important, he wouldn't have included that in how they should pray. But it was so important that he wanted to let them know, pray as such, because you need to ask for forgiveness for your sins and you also need to forgive others for their sins against you. And so it's really important that if you are somebody who is having a hard time uh, forgiving somebody, who's having a hard time letting go of, a, of an offense, who's having a hard time not releasing a grudge that somebody did towards you, I understand, right? I understand offense can be really hard to let go of. It's hard when someone hurts you. It's hard when someone offends you. It's hard when someone betrays you. I understand all these emotions because I've experienced it. I go through it, right? But it's really important that we're called to a higher standard. We're not of the world and like the world. And therefore, we cannot be like the world. It's hard, but we have to do it. Because if not, guess what? The Lord will not do it. And we do not want that, right? It's best to forgive someone's sin and let God forgive our sins. Because our sins are too great for us to even carry that debt. And so we need to trust that the Lord will give us strength in the areas that we're weak. He'll help us in the areas that we cannot uh, fulfill his, his promises because the flesh is always weak, right? But the spirit is strong to do what the flesh is not willing to do. And so we need to lean in on God and ask God for help, ask God for direction, ask God for strength and guidance, and he'll give it to us. He wants to help us, but we got to submit and surrender our lives to Christ and trust that he wants the best for us. And so, um, I mean, that's that's really everything, y'all. Like, that's all the message. I hope that this was helpful. And for those of you that are suffering with this, you know, I just pray that you ask the Lord to guide and strengthen you because God is always there ready to help and receive us in our weakness, right? And so go to the Lord and he'll help you in this area. And um, yeah, that's it, y'all. Let's pray. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time you allowed us to stay here and study your words. Thank you so much for teaching us, Lord, what the importance of forgiveness, what it looks like and how to do so. Lord, help us, Father God, for those of us that are weak and unable to do this genuinely and wholeheartedly because of the deep hurts that they feel. Lord, be with them throughout that hurt and comfort them, God. Wash them free and give them peace and comfort, Lord God. But help them to be strengthened when they are weak, God, and to help them to forgive genuinely. Help us, Father God, to constantly have a heart that is always forgiving and always loving, despite how many times we're offended, we're hurt, we're abused, we're mistreated, God. Help us, Lord God, to be more like you, forgiving as we are received your forgiveness, Father God. So Lord, help us, Lord God, in our weakness, Father God, and give us strength. We thank you, Lord. We praise you. We honor and glorify your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. 
Okay, y'all. Well, thank you again for joining me. Um, I know it's set. I was going to get back on my calendar schedule. So my bad, y'all. Lo siento. Um, yeah, I was actually supposed to, like, on my calendar, looking at it right now, today's the 20th of May. I was supposed to record on the 27th. So hopefully I will record on um, June. No, June. Oh, my gosh. My birthday is June 4th. And so um, I might not be able to record June 3rd. Uh, just doing stuff for my birthday, but hopefully we'll talk soon. I don't want to give you guys a date and I, I don't come through for you all. <laughs> Even like today when I was reading Proverbs, right? It talked about um, Proverbs uh, 20. <laughs> it was like, you know, don't make a vow too soon without even like kind of counting the cause. Basically, I should make a promise if I'm not going to be able to fulfill it. <laughs> and so I don't want to do that to you all, but I just pray that whenever the Lord enables me, I would, I'm just always so glad to be here. So until next time, I hope you all are well, stay blessed in the name of the Lord. Amen. I love you guys. We'll talk soon. Bye.